Amen. All right. All right. All right. Take your Bibles. Turn to the book of Proverbs. I guess everybody can hear me okay, right? Okay. All right. So Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs chapter 18. And um, just got a couple of verses that we're going to look at. I want to say a few things first. But we're looking tonight at the power of your words and how they impact you. You know, we've spent a lot of times because the book of Proverbs brings this up a lot, uh, addresses our speech, the words that we say. And most of it has been about how it affects others, whether that be good or bad. But tonight we're going to focus uh, uh, somewhat on, on how they impact you as well. And, um, and so the book of Proverbs, again, focuses in on words. You know, sometimes we may think, gee, preacher, every Wednesday you're always talking about our speech. And again, we're taking these uh, verses by verse and passage by passage. And so if God brings it up a lot, it must be something we need to hear. Amen. And uh, so uh, uh, if, if you're wondering about that, just, just ask the Lord about it. Amen. Uh, but uh, uh, certainly we're back looking at this again and focusing in on our words and uh, that is our speech. And, and two, I believe the context is correct here that, that these, this is speech of a believer. In other words, speech of people of God. And I think we all realize tonight that there is a potential failure uh, of this area in our life. And, and it's a major one. I mean, it's a potential major failure, uh, the things that we say. Um, and again, just because God had, had divinely led Solomon to keep bringing them up, bringing this up as often as he does, uh, I believe, you know, shows that, that it's so important that we be reminded and reminded about the words that we say. And so, again, inspired by God, Solomon keeps reminding um, uh, us through the Bible tonight uh, of our words. And uh, so our words are powerful. That's certainly true. There's no doubt about that. But that doesn't really describe just how powerful words are. Um, and again, this can work both ways. Words can heal when nothing else can. Um, but on the other hand, nothing has the destructive power that words can have as well. And uh, so God desires that we be wise in every area, uh, you know, not just our words, but every area, but, but certainly with the words, the, the, the things that we say, the way we say them. And certainly a wise believer, and I would hope that we'd all want to be a wise believer tonight, they're, they're going to guard their words, you know, uh, keeping in context here, towards others. I, I think that's so important because they realize that their words can, and we talked about this as well in a couple lessons, that can really wound the spirit of another. And, and the thing with words are is they have the ability to inflict pain long after they have been uttered. You know, and some of us have probably been on the receiving end of that if you've been alive long enough. It's not just when they are said, but, but that hurt can go on and on and on as well. And so we need to be careful. We don't ever want to be the cause of that kind of pain in somebody else's life. And so tonight we're going to explore, once again, the power of words and see how we might, again, be filled with the Holy Spirit of God on using good words. And, and that's what God would have us do and, and how to desire to use our words to edify and to encourage uh, and to heal others. And uh, so you can remain seated tonight. We just got a couple passages, just two verses tonight. But Proverbs chapter 18, verse 20, the Bible says, A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. Isn't that interesting? Um, uh, and then it says, uh, And with the increase of his lips uh, shall he be filled. Verse 21, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. 
Father, we ask your blessing upon uh, the preaching and reading and uh, uh, teaching of the Word of God tonight. And uh, Father, again, we're looking at this subject of conversation, that is our words, uh, our speech, the things that we say, the things that, that uh, come from our voice. And uh, so, Father, we pray, dear God, that you'll help us and that you'll speak to all of our hearts, Lord, uh, about it. I, I suppose any of us here tonight uh, have the potential to say the wrong things. And, and uh, Lord, I believe it's just part of our, our fallen nature and so, Father, help us to understand some things. Get a hold of some things tonight, Lord. We'll thank you for it. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray. Amen and amen. And uh, so, again, I want to look at some things, and, and we're going to talk kind of on the, on the positive side here. But, but words, number one, words can satisfy uh, the speaker of the words. And that's where this lesson is a little bit different because in the other lessons we focused how our words can help others or, or hurt others. But again, tonight we're looking, uh, our first point is talking about how our own words, the things that we say, um, uh, can, can be a blessing to us personally. And, and so we see that in verse 20, a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. And so we, we have learned again, uh, as I've said, that, that uh, you know, a word fitly spoken to us, I mean, you know, how blessed that is to help us in our time of need, and we've probably experienced that. Uh, words and speech from others can, can help satisfy uh, those needs, again, in, in a way that, that only kind words can do. Now, there's an interesting passage, you don't have to turn there, but in Hebrews chapter 10, 24, um, it tells us uh, that we are to consider one another to provoke um, uh, unto love uh, and even good works. Um, and it's also noted that the very next verse, Hebrews 10.25, speaks of not forsaking the assembly of ourselves. Um, so this tells us that, that really the, the church family is, where, uh, is an excellent place where we ought to exercise the control of our words. Amen? Amen? Everybody awake? Do we need to do leaning again? Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Some of you, I don't know if you could do it again. All right. So, so, but, uh, uh, so again, these, these things, I want us to think about this in the context of church or family. So church family, so our words can be a big blessing, uh, particularly those in our church family. And I think that's very, very important. And our verse says, a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. And so a man's belly will be filled. What that's talking about is being satisfied, it's being filled, uh, a satisfied, content, joyful Christian, again, is being connected with the fruit of his own mouth. In other words, his happiness uh, is, is connected to the words that he is saying. You see what I'm saying? And so it's not only benefiting others, but it's benefiting him as well. And I think that's wonderful. And uh, so our own words can, can bless us, amen? And certainly God's speech, it, it not only edifies others, but it edifies ourselves. And of course, we've got to look at it the other way. If, if godly speech profits the one that's doing the speaking, then, then ungodly speech would have to hurt us, right? You know, you can't have it both ways. And, and so, so I guess, uh, you know, a lot of times, and hey, I'm guilty of this, um, you know, where we think that, you know, venting and letting off some steam on another person, you know, makes me feel better. It might make you feel better for a minute or two but it don't help you at all. You just laid another callus over your heart is all you did. Amen? And so God knows what he's talking about. 
And uh, so again, our own words can bless us. They can edify us. They can, they can uh, uh, satisfy us, be filled, if you will. And so the key to our words, of course, and we bring this up from time to time when we study these types of things, uh, certainly the Bible throughout, not just the book of Proverbs, but the, the Bible teaches us that the key to our words, the key to the things that we say, uh, is really the condition of our heart, you see. See, when your heart's not right, things that aren't right come out of your mouth. That's where it comes from. Uh, and so the right words, though, they come from a heart that is right. Remember, your pastor always say, when you're right with God, you're right with people. Amen? Uh, and so, uh, and certainly that is true, and, and, and if that be true, and it is, then the question has to be asked, well, where do wrong words come from? Well, they come from a heart that isn't right, you see. And uh, so that's, that's so, so important. Uh, we studied way back in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it, out of your heart, out of it, are the issues of life. You know, we like to point fingers and blame everybody else for the situations we're in, but the Bible says if you keep your heart with all diligence, then you're going to be okay because out of that is the issues of life. So our heart, the condition of our heart, spiritually speaking, determines our happiness because the Bible says out of it are the issues of life. And uh, we go back to what we learned a while ago in Hebrews 10, 24, how we're commanded to edify one another, to provoke one another, uh, or to provoke unto love and good works. I can't remember exactly how it goes. But, but we're commanded to edify others. I think of David uh, back in 1 Samuel chapter 30 going through a terrible time in his life and the Bible says that he encouraged himself in the Lord. Amen. And so when you kind of put all these things together, you know, how do we get to this point of, of, of using speech, not only to help others, but how do we get to this point of using speech to, to help ourselves? And again, it comes down to, to the heart. I want you to go with me. Save your place there in the book of Proverbs, but go with me to the book of Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, we're not going to, uh, if you're familiar with this verse, we're not going to go down through this list and say what all these words mean. But I do want to read them because this is often a, a verse that is quoted a lot, but I don't think we really understand the, the, the power of this verse and the blessing of this verse. And it just has everything in the world to do with what we're talking about tonight. And uh, so notice what it says here. It says, finally, uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, Finally, brethren... Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, what's that next word? Think. Think on these things. Now that's a wonderful thing, and we're not going to explain what all those words mean, but, but just to kind of make an application here. See, we have the tendency... To, to obsess over things. Uh, that's probably one of my biggest things. I, you know, I, I don't know how everybody else is, but, but I can be thinking of about five different things at one time. Always have been that way. And, uh, and, and we can obsess over things, you know, thinking, 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 thinking. Uh, and, and here's the thing, folks. It, it is a fact that, you know, uh, somebody has said that as we think, we will do. As we think, we will do. I believe that to be true. And it goes on to say as, that as we think, we will do, and as we do, 
we will become. It all starts with, you know, those thoughts, you know. And so what we think about is what we become. Now this verse really sounds good, right? <laughs> I mean, this is what I want to become. Uh, and he says to think on these things. So we can learn tonight that good thoughts shape good behavior. Good thoughts shape good behavior. In other words, they, they produce good words. Not just works, but also produce good words. On the other hand, bad thoughts shape bad behavior, produce bad words. You know, pastor's always saying we need to be careful what we're allowing through our eye gate and our ear gate. Those things uh, affect the way we think, you see. Not just for young people, but, but for all of us. And so God, and no doubt, not just here, but he wants us to meditate on scriptures, just like uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Uh, and, and God, you know, here, here's the thing I believe God would say, if you're going to think, think on these things. <laughs> Amen. And when you do, your, your words will bless your own life. No, not just another way. There's other ways too, but we're focused on words. Your words will bless your own life. And certainly that's the positive side of the power of words. Words can satisfy the speaker of the words. I think that's wonderful. I, you know, I never really thought about it that way before until started digging into this. And uh, so what a wonderful thing. Words can satisfy the, the speaker of the words. Amen. So number two, you can be destroyed by your own words. In other words, your words, uh, bad words, can certainly hurt others, but you hurt yourself as well. Look at verse, uh, go back to uh, uh, Proverbs chapter uh, 18, verse 21. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Uh, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So we see some things about uh, sowing and reaping. And um, what people who hurt others with words, what they don't understand is, is they're not just hurting those others, but again, they're also hurting themselves. It may not seem like it at the time, but, but again, it's just laying another layer of hardness in your life and in your heart. And um, here's the thing, believer, that you need to understand that that. If, if you're saved tonight, listen, God has ordained your steps. God puts you where you want to be, amen. I tell people all the time, anytime we come to a church service, it's because of divine appointment. God wanted you here at this point in this time, okay, uh, to hear things. And not just church, but, but anything. Uh, and certainly when it comes to Christian friendships, and, and the thing is, is that the Bible teaches us that God puts certain people in our lives to help us to grow in Him. God puts certain people in our lives to bless us and to help us in those times of need. God has, has given them, they may not realize it, but He has given them specific instruction tailor-made to fit your needs. But I'm going to tell you what we do sometimes. We blow all that with our words. What I'm saying is, is, is friendships that God wanted to use to help you are destroyed because of some words. Isn't that sad? I believe that happens. I believe that our family, again, is divinely appointed by God. So family members whom God has divinely put in your life, all that can be destroyed because of some words, you see. So we need to be careful with that. 
And then again, we talk about the church family. Again, God has given you a church family, a great church. God has put it into your life to help you, not just you, but your family, uh, your spouse, your children, what have you, whatever it is. And all of that can be destroyed with just a few foolish words. So we need to be careful with that. So you can be, in other words, not only are you hurting all those, but you're hurting yourself. And a lot of people don't understand that. What I'm saying is, is, is your words can be like a knife that cut the very things you need most out of your life. Amen. And unfortunately, that happens a lot. And uh, someone has said, uh, let's see here, I got it wrote down. Someone has said that a foolish and evil tongue is in the mouth of a lonely person. A foolish and evil tongue is in the mouth of a lonely person. What they mean there is, is you know, pretty soon you just you have just destroyed everybody in your path, and there's there's no one else left to destroy. That's a sad situation, amen. We don't want to do that, amen. Then we notice the last part of verse twenty-one. I've mentioned it. It reminds us of sowing and reaping, uh, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Our words are like seeds being planted, and the Bible teaches us throughout that we always reap what we sow. And by the way, the, the Bible also teaches that you always reap more than you sow, whether it be good or bad. You always reap more than you sow. And so this means we live with the results of our words. And uh, so remember that when you feel like you've got to speak your mind, that seed you planted is going to grow and bear fruit on down the road somewhere. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so we want to be careful with that. So again, we go back to this. I'm almost done, but we, we have to consider the heart, you see. Our words reveal our true nature and character. There's no doubt about that in my mind. Hey, listen, if filth comes out of your mouth, it's because you've got filth in your heart. If bitterness comes out of your mouth, it's because you've got bitterness in your heart. If nastiness comes out of your mouth, it's because you've got nastiness in your heart. I mean, that, that's the only way to see it, amen? And so really, it comes down to, to the heart. You know, uh, for whatever reason, I, I, I love, uh, when I say characters, these aren't characters. I, I never really like saying that, but I've just never thought of another word. But, but Bible characters that, that I'm kind of drawn to are usually kind of the, uh, oh, the, I don't mean rough as far as not spiritual and not godly, but... But uh, just kind of, I mean, they're down, in the, they're down in the ditch. I mean, they're, they're in the trenches serving God. You know, I'm just kind of drawn to those type of people. Jeremiah was such a man. And Jeremiah was, uh, the prophet Jeremiah, he was a man of the book. And uh, so much so that in, one, uh, the, in his, uh, uh, the uh, book of Jeremiah in chapter 15, uh, it describes him, spiritually speaking, as eating the word of God. And it says, The words were found, and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of mine heart. So what he's saying there is that the word of God actually became a part of him. Boy, if I could, if I could just give anybody and some encouragement tonight, that's what we need. Amen. We need the word of God. It needs, hey listen, it needs to be who we are, the word of God. Amen. 
every decision, every thought, everything that we try to think of, and I'm not there, I don't do this, but I want to do this, but everything that we do should always be filtered through the Bible, especially what we say. Amen? We need to be men and women of the book. I believe that has a lot to do with our heart. You know, sometimes we may have our Bible, and it's just kind of part of our paraphernalia that we bring with us on Sunday mornings. But we need to be in the book. I'm saying make the Word of God a part of you. And I'll tell you, your life will be transformed for the better. Amen. You know, the reason uh, a lot of us are, are doing things that God is against is because we don't get in the book. We, we need that. Amen. Uh, and when we do that, the results are going to be a lot of wonderful things in your life. doesn't mean you're not going to go through hard times and those types of things, but there'll be a lot of wonderful things in your life, again, including the words that come from your mouth. And so I would start there. Um, you know, if you have a problem with words and, and uh, corrupt speech, which could mean a lot of different things tonight, but if that's you, you need to look at your heart. And, and if there's things in your heart that ought not be there, then you need to make a commitment to God's Word tonight. Amen. Get into the Bible. Get into the Word of God. So let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. And